0: This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, episode 79, A Crash Course on Building Strong Children, Part 1, by Amy Goldizen with familyoptimized.com, and I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator right here on the Relationships edition of Optimal Living Daily. This is the show where I read to you from some of the best relationship blogs in the world every Monday through Friday for free. Today, I have the first part of a post from Amy Goldison with FamilyOptimize.com. It's all about building a strong child. We'll actually be covering the second part of this post in tomorrow's episode, so make sure and check out that one too. Also, join our Facebook group if you'd like to get in touch with us or if you'd simply like to meet other like-minded people. All you have to do is search for Optimal Living Daily on Facebook and request access to join the group or the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com/facebook. And with that, let's hear today's post about building strong children and start optimizing your life. A crash course on building strong children, part 1, by Amy Goldizen with familyoptimize.com. It's unfortunate, isn't it? Why isn't there a foolproof, tried and true manual for how to successfully raise a child without completely screwing them up. Parenting is hard. Really hard. While there is no proven method of parenting that is guaranteed to produce the perfect end-result human being, research and trial and error has proven that there are some very important factors to keep in mind while raising your children to ensure that they grow and thrive in a happy and healthy environment Conducive to sound mental, emotional, and physical development. The foundation of a strong partner relationship. It's easy to assume that raising strong, capable children lies solely within the application of parenting. While the way we interact with our children does significantly impact the development of the child, it is also our interactions with the child's other primary caregivers that create the atmosphere in which our children will grow and develop. You see, A large portion of how our children develop is based on the nurturing environment in which they are immersed. One study examined the relationship between how parents handled relationship conflict and how their children subsequently behaved. As you might expect, children whose parents poorly handled conflict behaved more negatively than children whose parents effectively dealt with conflict in constructive manners. In children whose parents poorly handled conflict situations, an emotional hyperarousal is thought to cause a disruption in the child's psychological ability to regulate their emotional response to unsettling stimuli. Children who observed their parents resolving a conflict in a positive, constructive manner were notably more psychologically capable of employing effective emotional regulation. Establishing secure attachment From birth, our children are constantly learning about the world that surrounds them, From the moment they take their first breath, babies have an innate intuition that helps them recognize and bond with their caregivers. As the attachment between infant and caregiver grows, the infant will prefer the caregiver and seek the caregiver out for comfort or cry in their absence. This is attachment, and it comes in many forms. The goal is to achieve a secure attachment between the caregiver and the child. Luckily, making sure your child establishes a secure attachment is a simple task. When a child is brought into a healthy, loving home environment where the caregiver responds to the child's physical and emotional needs, he or she will naturally develop a secure attachment for the caregiver. When a child fails to establish a secure attachment to the caregiver, it is typically because the caregiver has neglected the needs of the child or maltreated the child. Attachment theory has evolved over the years, after it was originally branded by psychologist John Bowlby. In a nutshell, if the child develops a secure attachment with the caregiver, they are more likely to display a sound mental and emotional state, feeling safe to explore their surroundings under the watchful and trusted eye of the caregiver. If made to feel uncomfortable by a situation, the child who develops a secure attachment will readily seek out the caregiver for comfort before returning to their activities. The child will recover rather quickly from fearful situations and will feel confident in trying new things, knowing that the caregiver is nearby to ensure safety and meet their needs. A fascinating experiment, affectionately known amongst psychologists as the strange situation, observed the phenomena of secure attachment in a most interesting yet controversial way. The strange situation places a 14-month-old girl and her mother together in a room to play. The mother leaves the room, leaving the baby with a stranger, inducing some level of distress. Shortly after, the mother and baby reunite and the baby almost instantly calms down. Environmental influence extends beyond the home. Psychologist Yuri Bronfenbrenner is famous for developing the ecological systems theory a theory that explains how varying levels of environmental influence affects the development of a child throughout the lifespan based on the level of interaction he or she has with the immediate and distant surroundings within their environment. Bronfenbrenner's theory explains that a child's environment is divided into five layers. Imagine an onion. Each of these layers are part of a whole, the child being at the core. The first layer closest to the child The layer that the child will encounter most often and for the longest duration of time is known as the microsystem. The microsystem includes the child's family and caregivers, school, healthcare system, and close friends. The child spends the majority of his or her time surrounded by the influence and modeling of these variables. The second layer, still influential yet somewhat separated from the child's immediate environment, is the mesosystem. The mesosystem is like a webbing, interlacing the various microsystems with one another. School becomes connected with home life, home life is influenced by health standing and availability of care, and so on. The mesosystem explains that these individual influences do not remain separate, and that what happens in one interaction can easily influence what will happen in another. Next up is the exosystem. Unlike the microsystem and the mesosystem, influences within the exosystem do not directly impact the development and well-being of the child, but play an indirect role on the systems that reside within the child's immediate environment. For example, dad may have had a rough day at work, bringing home his workday stress. While the child has no direct tie to his or her father's workplace, the workplace stress that was experienced by the father will ultimately influence the child by way of their interactions with the father. Thus, the workplace is influencing the well-being and development of the child indirectly. The macro system claims the least direct influence on the well-being and development of a child, but is not to be considered less significant. Political and economic stability fall under the macro system. This area is easy to overlook in a predominantly peaceful country like ours but in countries ravaged by war or poverty, it is clear that a child would develop differently than a child in a peaceful or financially stable environment would. Finally, the chronosystem is helpful in addressing the fluidity of life. As we endure life's changes, shifts in socioeconomic status, relocation, changes in family dynamics, and political transitions, the interactions that occur within the other ecosystems will change and adapt the environment of the child cannot always be controlled at all times. But understanding the impact of the environment on a child's development is a great reminder to make conscious decisions conducive to nurturing wherever possible. Understanding Bronfenbrenner's theory, it is easy to see how controlling the home environment of a child is often one of the most significant determining factors of development made evident upon observing the child's mental, emotional, and physical health. Where we are unable to directly control the environment that extends beyond our immediate home surroundings, manipulating our behavior, modeling effective gentle parenting technique, and creating comfortable home surroundings that are conducive to healthy development of physical, emotional, and mental health, helps us as parents to ensure the best outcome for our children. Understanding modeling behavior. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part 1 of the post titled A Crash Course on Building Strong Children by Amy Goldison with familyoptimized.com Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day. It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Amy Goldison is a seasoned military spouse and mother of four. Driven by the inspiration of her beloved family, she views every day as a new opportunity to learn and grow, believing that knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. If you'd like to talk with other mamas who may be facing similar challenges as you, join our Facebook group. It's a great way to meet other like-minded people who may have some great advice for what you're going through. Just search for Optima Living Daily in Facebook and request access to join the group. Or the shortcut link is oldpodcast.com Facebook. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you guys all so much for joining me for episode 79. And I hope to see you again tomorrow for the second part of this post, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast